Hi, I'm Erwin Lazar, President and Principal Analyst at Metrogy, and I'm excited to have with us today Judith Hogan, Senior Director of Sales Acceleration in the EMEA region for Poly. Uh, we will spend a few minutes here talking about what we're seeing in terms of how organizations are supporting hybrid work and what the persona and device strategy is that makes sense. So before we hop into the questions, Judith, welcome. And uh, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and what you do at Poly? Hi, thanks. Hi, Owen. Great to meet you. Um, yeah, my role is really a sort of sales go to market. We overlay the EMEA region and uh, sort of drive the focus in voice, video and enterprise uh, in terms of uh, how we approach the market. I've worked at Poly for 14 years now, so I've been in the industry for quite a long time prior to that in other sort of tech companies. So uh, always in sales. Excellent. Well, welcome. I'm excited to have the opportunity to, to chat with you. And it's certainly a, an important topic. Um, just came out of the Enterprise Connect show last week here in the United States. And, you know, hybrid work and supporting hybrid work was certainly a, a critical, if not the, the central theme of, of the event. So let me ask you the first question. As organizations think about supporting a hybrid environment, why do they need to pay attention to work style? Um, I think it, it's much more important um, since we've moved to sort of hybrid ways of working and certainly the last two or three years it was enforced. Um, but if you think of how we used to work, most people had a sort of fixed desk. Um, they had the, everything sort of on the desk, their tools, or they went to the meeting room. Suddenly when you're not in that controlled environment, shall we call it, that sort of fixed location that's designed for work, um, suddenly, if you need to work from anywhere, there are all sorts of other things that come into play. Uh, and I know over the last few years, you know, we've had people with the children on their knees working in the house, trying to have a conversation in the kitchen whilst perhaps somebody else is cooking dinner or making a coffee or things like that. So suddenly all these other things come into play. And I think the other thing is um, you know, things like video fatigue. Um, we, we suddenly started to hear all these all these new things that, that are happening. And that's really based on the fact that people are working in a hybrid way. They're working in different places. And so they have different with different technology and different tools and sometimes not always the right tools. So so suddenly that there's a, a huge focus on, on what's required to enable them to to work normally and effectively and naturally, um, but with all sorts of different challenges, if you like. Yeah, I, I can. Uh, I agree with you, everything you just said. I, I work. I've been working from home now for about the last uh, seventeen years, and had a call actually with one of your colleagues at Poly yesterday, just as the landscapers showed up to mow the lawn. And uh, fortunately, uh, had a noise canceling uh, video bar from from Poly, and it was able to. You know, it, it didn't. It distracted me. It certainly didn't uh, distract the person at the other side. So uh, definitely agree with that. So as you think about personas for uh, remote workers and, and hybrid workers, what are you, what are you seeing today? Uh, how is it, how, how are businesses meeting the challenge of, of defining personas? So oh, I, I think actually Polly did it for them. We, we did some, um, we started off doing some research probably originally about 10 years ago, and we've refreshed it twice since then. So I can sort of tell you the kind of personas that were defined and then and then what the changes sort of meant really. So we, we ended up where we had, um, I think now 43% of people office-based, about 34% flex or remote, and then sort of about 14% of executives. So pretty much covering about 91% of a typical enterprise. Um, what we found, I think, interestingly, we did this research globally, um, were, were the personas were pretty much the same um, across the world. You know, there, there weren't dramatic differences. But I think 
we refreshed this um, this research last year, um, obviously just coming off the back of, of COVID. Um, and it was quite interesting, um, the changes. So, you know, it was about seven points less people in the office. You know, we sort of declined, which obviously we'd see that more people spending. It's not rocket science, more, more people spending time at home, um, more remote places uh, and then more shared spaces. So I think as companies are now starting to rationalize their office space and people are starting to go back, nobody has that their own desk anymore or very few people do. Very few people have their own office. So there's lots of of, of how we can use those spaces effectively. Um, I think we've also had some research where we started to look at um, from both organisations and and people in terms of going back to the office and how they feel about it. Um, and we're starting to find that, um, yeah, around people want to come back for about three days a week. But we start to look at then, um, yeah, whether somebody is a communicator, a collaborator, whether they're actually an office worker, whether they're flexible. One of the things that really declined was the road warrior because nobody's really traveling anymore. I mean, that will start to perhaps build up a little bit more. Um, but certainly, I think the things that we need to look at is um, the need for increased communication and collaboration. Um, that isn't just what was perhaps in the office corridor or the meeting room or from your desk. We're now having to do all of this remotely from a whole variety um, of locations. Uh, and I think that the focus there then is really very much on the tools that enable you to do that. Um, and, I, and I'm not convinced businesses have really nailed that at the moment. Um, you know, when I join calls outside of my business um, and, and perhaps join webinars, I see people using um, you know, sort of personal collaboration, things that they use with their mobile phone. They're not using pro grade things. They're not using the right camera. Uh, and that starts to make meetings difficult. It takes away that sort of natural, um, that easy communication. It starts to make communication a, a challenge. And I think... Um, we've seen this now. Companies are starting to see that um, and, and talk about hybrid work plans. It's interesting that you say Enterprise Connect. It was a big topic. I think it's massively important. But in terms of the things that we've looked at, um, you know, I think this is starting to this is going to be a really big watch out and a big issue for companies. Um, you know, 58 percent of companies have seen higher turnover in staff um, through the course of the pandemic. And quite a lot of this is coming back to how they've been forced to work and, and, and not just um, hybrid working, but, you know, lots of people have loved the flexibility. Um, and I think some companies are now trying to pull people back, but then there are equally a similar number of people who have hated the hybrid working. Uh, but I feel some of that is maybe they haven't had the tools to do that. So it's become very stressful. Yeah, and you, you really hit on a good point about, you know, there are lots of folks out there that are just using consumer grade devices, but then when they have a problem and they call into their, uh, you know, their, their tech desk or help desk, uh, if, if their help desk can't manage those devices or can't see what's happening with them, they, they certainly can't support the hybrid work. And that probably leads to some of the frustration and, you know, uh, increased turnover and so on if people aren't happy in the environment they're working in, right? Absolutely. And yeah, where's that? They, they, they can't help them. So, you know, we're already stressed and you, you come in and you can't be helped. And I think some companies gave people budget to go and source something for themselves. Some people controlled it a little bit more. Some people had to buy whatever they could get. So I think now we need to have a rationalization of what's out there. 
and a clear plan and strategy for them to to understand what's going forward. So so Polly classified a a range of personas and work styles. uh, And what we do have is a survey tool that will allow companies to to survey their staff uh, and, and identify, you know, how they work, how they're going to work, how they want to work, um, and, and the sort of tools that they like to use, things that they're comfortable with using. Because you know, one size doesn't fit all. So you might have somebody who's the same persona, but they might want to choose slightly different options um, in terms of comfort and preference. That makes sense. So that that provides that tool that allows companies to match technology to the to the work style and environment. Absolutely, that. And I say at a range of whether it's good, better, best, or just different 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 wearing styles or um, you know, different camera types then um, to, to fit those needs absolutely and I, I think that's something that the companies really need to to pay attention to I talked about this um, the survey that we did recently and yeah you know, I think less than half organizations are, are sort of fully prepared for the future of hybrid work we got from that you know a lot of them are still looking at this as a short-term thing um so yeah that, that's quite scary because i think hybrid working is here to stay um and whilst companies are sort of looking to rationalize real estate and look at more shared spaces and different ways of working um then people can't go back to 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 how it was so they need to have a strategy that allows people to to work from anywhere really yeah no that definitely makes sense so we've heard a lot about hybrid workforce enabling a, a better work-life balance. Do you, do you feel that, that supporting hybrid work has finally made work-life balance achievable? Or, or what do you see as some of the challenges that may still remain? I think it can do. I absolutely think it can do. I think it can be completely liberating. But then equally, I think um, it, it really depends on the company's approach and their, their attitude. And one of the key things that came out, and, and, and again, years ago, um, Polly looked at, at smarter working. That's when we started looking at the personas. But one of the key things came out, we used to do open days because we had this smarter working office and we used to sort of evangelize about hybrid working years. You know, we've been doing this for years. But one of the key things, and we used to have companies who would come to our office and they would bring, you know, sort of HR and facilities and things like that. And we, we, we'd talk about the whole thing. And one of the, the biggest stumbling blocks was trust. So lots of companies are terrified that if they allow somebody to work from home and they give them some flexibility, um, how do I know that they're, how do I know they're not at the gym all morning or they're playing with the children or they're, um, and, and, and there's, there's a huge thing. And I think companies who can't get their head around that, that's where the challenge is. Um, and typically what people do um, when they, they're given the opportunity to work for us is quite often the other sort of factories they work too hard you know they can't stop so i think the two things that companies need to address is to allow somebody to work productively to give them trust to measure outputs um and work in that way and not to to have a culture where people don't feel just because somebody has sent them an email at 10 o'clock at night because that's when they're doing some work that they have to reply to that um I, I can't agree more. Uh, you know, again, I mentioned we're a virtual company. I've worked from home for about 17 years. The best piece of advice I ever got was from a, a former colleague who said, you know, at, at, at quitting time, it's time to quit, you know, close the laptop. But then, you know, that was pre pre age of uh, iPhones and Android phones where you are 
always connected. So it is, I think it's, you, you, you mentioned that challenge of trusting workers not to work enough when they're working from home. I think it's the other way around that people tend to work too much or, you know, put in a lot yeah. of extra hours from, yeah. from my experience. Yeah. And then I think it's, that, and then the other thing I think is sort of being able to manage the, the change in culture, you know, mm-hmm. this virtual um, culture. So you're not, you're not sort of meeting um, by the coffee machine or in the corridor anymore. Um, and sometimes you can forget to keep in touch with your team and, and allow them to, to have that, that communication time. Um, and then back to the tools is really having that natural communication, feeling comfortable so you can hear and be heard. People aren't worried about perhaps noises in their home or, as you say, the, the gardener turns up. That shouldn't be a stress. You should just know that the tools you've got, you can be seen. You can see if you're dialing in remotely and other people are in the office. It feels quite natural. You feel a part of that meeting. You know, that you know, the video is very natural. You can see who's talking. You feel that you're part of that conversation, that you're sitting around the table. Um, and that's where, where Polly have worked really hard to create that, um, to sort of bring that meeting equality Um and, and I see that, you know, that's another and another sort of stress. You know, we talk about, again, the challenges of hybrid working. It can be very stressful if you are dialing in. And even if somebody's trusted you when you've got that work life balance, then you dial into the office, but you don't feel a part of that. Um, and, and you don't feel you can be seen or heard or sharing the conversation. Then it's well, I may as well just go into the office. Yeah, no, I agree. Meeting equality is certainly a big topic now. And, you know, I know uh, we're seeing certainly a push by some of the, the software vendors to, to address some of those issues. How, how, what kind of technology are you seeing come into play that would allow, you know, it used to be the scenario where if you were the, the one or two, you were among the one or two people at home dialed into a meeting, you didn't really know what was going on. But now if you're in, at home, you're, most people are probably at home and the people who are in the meeting might not be able to see the chat or, uh, have a view of, of, of participants who are remote. So what, what are you seeing in terms of technology that would better support meeting equality? So I think, you know, things like um, tracking speakers, speaker framing, um, so you can see who's talking. I think from a perspective, um, things like acoustic fence. So, um, you know, people are within that the zone where um, they don't hear any background noise. There's no other chatter. Um, they can hear clearly. Um, also, perhaps if you're dialing in from home that you have um, hybrid ANC. So you're only hearing you can focus on what's happening in the meeting. You're only hearing what you what you should be hearing. There isn't anything else to distract you. So you can concentrate on that and be seen. And then we need to look at sort of you know, natural, natural looking videos. So you can clearly, clearly be seen. Excellent. So with that, uh, any last uh, best practice recommendations you'd like to share with our audience and, and how can they get in touch with you if they have any additional questions? So um, I think, you know, the key things are really consider the right tools. Um, I think the investment far outweighs anything, anything else. You make the investment in the right tools. Um, people will want to, to stay with the organization. They'll feel a part of it. They'll be able to work more easily and fe- effectively and be much more productive. So I think it's, it's worth really realizing the value of that. And I think never before uh, has this been so important. 
uh, and companies still, I think, underestimate that. Um, yeah, I mean, if anybody wants to get in touch with me or any of my acceleration team, you know, I'm judith.hogan at poly.com. Um, I'm more than happy to, um, to, to to give advice on this or introduce a, a member of my team who can support. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for your insights and thank you to our audience for joining us. Uh, with that, we'll go ahead and wrap up this video and have a wonderful day. Thank you. Great to meet you.